Welcome back to the Girls in Movement podcast, where we're kicking off this week's show with a very interesting founder um, and now an influencer, I suppose. So our last sort of episodes and of the podcast series were all about introducing founders and influencers. But today we may go, I suppose, a little more topical. Today's guest I'm very excited to talk to, not only because of his fashion line, but I suppose why he's why he is well and truly influencing kind of Asian and Indian culture and um, breaking that stereotype. I came across Ayush, um, this particular designer over Instagram after he was featured in uh, Huffington Post, which must have been a surreal moment, but we'll come on to that. And the title of the post was all about a designer challenges stereotypes that dark skinned South Asian women can't wear bright colours. And I suppose I instantly thought I have to reach out and get this guy onto my podcast. So to me, challenging stereotypes in the Indian culture is hard enough, but bringing fashion into it is even more satisfying and makes it better, I suppose. So let's let's crack on, I suppose. I'd like to give a really warm welcome to Ayush um, onto the Girls in Podcast. How are you, Ayush? Welcome. I'm very well. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to share my thoughts here. Great, great. No, honestly, thank you. So, I mean, we'll start off with um, me and Ayush have never spoken before. This is a complete kind of brand new conversation, which you're listening to right now. So it'd be really good to know, I suppose, your background and to your sort of journey to where you are now and how you made it into the fashion world, I suppose. Um, I think it all started for me um, properly around four years ago. I've always been inclined um, to, 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 I have got, I, ha, I have a quite creative streak to me and I've always been inclined to do things um, differently. And when I was um, little, I used to just make clothes for my mother and my family members. But then I moved to UK to do my master's and I've been here for around 15 years and I used to miss that. So four years ago, one of my friends suggested, you miss it so much. Why do you not just do something? And, and I was visiting India. So there we kind of, I just, pulled some pieces together and we posted it on Instagram and it got a very good response. Yeah. And the first woman who bought my pieces um, paid around 200 euros from Germany and never thought people would actually want to wow. buy my clothes. <laughs> and that's how I started with just 300 pounds um, four years ago and one thing led to another. And that's where I am now. Amazing. And is your, um, do you get most of your business through Instagram, if you don't mind me asking, or is it kind of a, are people recommending you, would you say? I think it's a, it's a bit of both. Um, I don't have a website, nor do I have a store, or I, I don't sell through any retail channels. Most of my business comes through social media, and I think okay. a lot of word of mouth has taken place as well, which has helped it grow. Yeah, it's the power of social media completely. I mean, I was uh, kind of reading up on yourself and I was thinking, wow, this guy doesn't even have a, a website for his kind of clothes or anything. But I think it's great. I mean, you can get a feel of the fashion that you're providing all through your Instagram feed. Um, and also I'll, I'll post the details of Aisha's uh, social media um, along with the YouTube at the bottom. But I suppose my next question is what what made you want to kind of break the stereotype of in Indian girls when it comes to fashion? Did it kind of 
did you have that intention at the start or did it just kind of happen as you were going along? I think there were a few reasons. Firstly, when I decided to launch a brand of my own, it was very important for me to bring something out that people could relate to, that people could associate with. Not everybody, you know, looks like those uh, stereotypical fashion models and celebrities that we see in magazines and films. And I, I believe we all have some sort of responsibility when we have a following on social media to portray an image that's achievable, that would empower people, that would make them feel happy about themselves and not the other way around. And if I had portrayed things which were unrealistic, I would be kind of working with impressionable minds, giving them goals or aims that were unachievable and and, and following which they would be unhappy. And I didn't want to do that. And, and commercially as well, it made more sense for me to have a realistic approach to fashion because real people who would pay for my clothes don't look like what we see yeah. on fashion models <laughs> and celebrities. They've got four or five makeup artists and stylists running after them. And what you see is a byproduct of a lot of us a lot of people working together to create an image that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and secondly, I, I have lived in India for um, uh, initially in the early years of my life and I have seen how uh, people are made to feel um, that they are not as beautiful as they can be or they should be because the perception of beauty is so contrived and it's it, it so wrongly calculated. You have to be fair, skinny, you have to be... Uh, people think that what they th what they've been told and uh, taught to believe in is beautiful, which is not the case. So I think, but I thought to myself, if I kind of started showing that anybody and everybody could look beautiful, it's just a way of presenting yourself, and hopefully, it will help those people who are not sure of themselves or who've had terrible times because they've made to feel differently would feel good about things, and also. I'm hoping that people who think that way will start looking at things a bit differently and be a bit more liberal and more tolerant and more kind to themselves and to other people around them. Yeah. And that's the reason I did it. Lovely. That's music to my ears because, I mean, it brings me on to my next question as well. I mean, you can talk about this, I suppose, in reference to the UK or India. I mean, I'll be keen to get your insight in both but what do you think are the biggest problems when it comes to diversity in the fashion in industry whether that's UK or India? I think the fashion industry is a very unforgiving ruthless yeah. kind of uh, full of vanity where where um, I think ethos and models probably don't exist it's very fickle it's very fast moving and at at, at sometimes I find the whole thing very fake. I mean, I know this sounds um, rather stupid coming from me, but I have never considered myself to be a part of the industry because okay. I just, I don't think you need to be a part of the industry. For me, it's always been about doing things my way. And, and the reason why it is the way it is, is because it's, it's so short-lived and it's so influenced by what certain A-listed people mm. in the industry are doing, be it uh, selected few designers or Bollywood celebrities. And mm. it's all about following trends rather than creating one. Yeah. And um, I think that's where the problem is. And, and, and it's so easy with technology these days to change things completely for them to look so different, which is not reality. And, and in the fashion industry, that happens quite a lot with retouching. Somebody who is you know, of a darker skin tone, it instantly made to look much fairer through Adobe Photoshop and what 
we see is not the you know not not what not what the reality is about and that kind of makes people feel bad about themselves and that's the reason um it, it, it's very sad to be honest mm. i don't know if that answered your question yeah no it it definitely does and, and i think what's quite sad i mean i i was reading in an article that someone had written about yourself is is this whole idea that if you're fairer in the sort of indian culture it's it's looked upon to be better than if you're darker which i just think is ridiculous i mean i'm indian myself yeah. and i completely get that because it, it it has always been a thing oh she's a lot fairer even when a child's born you'll always go oh she's so fair that's great and you're like what it's not yeah, it's, it's a it's a deep-rooted belief that from a very young age we are made to believe that if fairer people belong to a better yeah. uh, part of the society they are much more uh, appealable they, they they are much more sought sought after mm. there's almost an instant connection with fairer people they almost looked at differently so if someone is not born fair and the mother is told oh my god god knows what's going to happen to your daughter or son wish they were a bit fairer <laughs> girls have girls are given you know fair screens and other whole benefits from a very young age there's an instant deep-rooted belief which is placed in their minds and hearts making them feel that they are not you know they're inferior for for some reason and they grow with that belief so when they grow up as individuals they have already they already lack self-belief and confidence and they turn out to be people who are not sure of themselves and the problem there lies with our, our, our family morals when it comes to the perception of dark skin and and i have seen uh you know people i know in india being treated differently and even uh, grown up ladies who are married and stuff a lot of times when their daughter daughters are getting married um and they they told hope your daughter doesn't give birth to a darker skin uh, girl or a boy and it's really sad and i have had people who've messaged me saying things like they have dark skin they're not sure about themselves what they should wear and stuff so i thought you know if i could help anybody and in some way or the other why shouldn't i the fashion perhaps has a bigger voice than it's ever recognized and i think we can use this platform of fashion and style to to influence people to empower them to change mindsets and challenge prejudices and uh, because um, it, it it is such an intrinsic part of what we believe in and it's so relatable that people instantly recognize and associate with anything that comes with style and fashion so if it's used effectively it can bring a lot of good changes yeah 100% and do you f- do you feel with kind of um instagram do you ever get any sort of controversial comments with the work you're doing cuz from my point of view i think when i look at your instagram feed the models on there are so beautiful and they just look like really natural photos which i love and um, but do you ever get anything like controversial towards the work that you're trying to achieve and what you're doing the thing is somewhere or somewhere someone or the other will always be unhappy somewhere in the world that's True. the way we live in so yes there is always somebody who takes a disliking to one thing or the other or has some opinion or comment to make and most of the time i ignore them sometimes yes. i feel it's important to challenge them because by challenging them you know you almost kind of make them think twice and other people who have the same belief system think twice two times before trolling my account or saying horrible things about anybody who has been portrayed on my page because sometimes they'll make comments about a spot on the model's back or the model looking very dark or 
and they use phrases like kalima and you know mm. black goddess and all the rest of it and and it's i think it's very hurtful for people not not just for me but people who have been portrayed in those images because it lacks their confidence so mm. 9 out of 10 times i either delete the comment or block the person but occasionally i will challenge them just to make sure that people realize that if they have to come to my account and they have to follow my page they have to be respectable tolerant and kind to other people that kind of trolling won't work here i wouldn't accept it i'll challenge it mm. and if need be i will block them as well yeah completely and i think they have to understand kind of the morals behind this business that you're trying to create and the kind of ideas around this business is that it's it's not just fashion as you're saying it's it's moving away from the fashion industry and starting something new and and not going by yeah what's being put out there i have i have i said i've never been a part of the fashion industry i don't yeah. consider myself to be fashion industry i use my clothes to tell a story i use them as a way to show my film if you want to hear my story you're more than welcome if yeah. you don't want to hear my story please go if you're hearing my story and you don't like what you're hearing please go again but <laughs> if you want to come with my journey you you know you, not even everything everybody has an opinion and you have a right to your opinion if you have nothing nice to say don't say it. that's what i say and and when you have not asked for your opinions keep it to yourself <laughs> don't use my page to sh- you know share your hatred and animosity in the world we have enough of that as it is exactly. i am like has been a bit kind to everybody and that's what i try to do exactly and it it takes a lot for even just a model um and for for an individual to come forward and have their picture taken and then having that kind of negativity is not it's not nice but let's move on to something where people did want to hear your story and we'll move on to the press from Huffington Post and since then sort of Indian Express and other presses come to you and asked you about your story how did that feel is that is that something that's happened quite recently or um well i think I have been using darker models and bigger models and unconventional models for quite a quite a while now. I think recently, I don't know how. Um, I think AJ Plus um, in America found something that I did, and they they did a video on me, and that has spiraled into a big thing. And since then, I've had a lot of inquiries. I was quite zapped and perplexed when that happened because in my eyes, I was just doing what I thought was the most natural thing to do. for me as an artist and for me uh, for my business but apparently and um, it wasn't it was something that people didn't expect to happen and that created a big stir which i was quite amazed with the reaction because i never looked at this <laughs> to be something different i just thought well that's what i want to do because that's the most natural thing to me and i believe in it but apparently it's caused uh, uh, some people called it a revolution and 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 then unknowingly if i landed up helping other people and creating a positive stir it it can only mean good things you know i i was uh, extremely pleased and pleasantly surprised it's really positive i mean i watched that video from aj plus um if you don't follow them already on facebook they're really good to to just getting the story out there from across the world and um, whatever the press is on but yeah i saw the video and it was really interesting and then i read the article and thought and that's why i thought it's interesting did did kind of i kind of start this business to tackle these kind of challenges and the stereotypes but it seems like it's just kind of snowballed as you kind of developed even further which is it's great it's really good i mean you're you're not only doing what you love but you're trying to conquer a stereotype in india and indian culture which is very hard um but positive as well 
Thank you. <laughs> in terms of, so I come from the startup world, and which is challenging in itself, but it's all about kind of building a business for the long term. What's been the most challenging thing for you when starting your business, would you say? I think um, getting myself known out there is, has been very challenging because in this day and age, there is so much of competition. And for me, I, I have no website. I have never, I'm not in India where the main hub for Indian fashion is um, and um, I, I have never kind of used paid for advertising so for me the challenge was to create a name for my brand to grow organically because I did not want just to have followers yeah. who did not believe in what I did not every single follower of mine is a customer but every single follower that I have probably likes an element of what I do. A lot of people just follow my page, not me, not necessarily to buy things, but to read my messages, read my stories, connect with me because I'm always quite descriptive in what I say, is, uh, share my passion. So I think that was challenging to start with, uh, but, but my strategy was to grow organically and that has paid results in a way because I have grown slowly, but I have grown with uh, uh, quite... It has it, it has been a sturdy growth. The foundations have been quite strong, which I think is quite important. Mm. Very difficult, but very important. And I think with uh, fashion as well, especially with say Indian fashion, when people are buying kind of their own outfits, etc. I mean, I only wear Indian clothes. In all honesty, when it's a wedding or an event, so buying Indian clothes is very hard. In terms of you want to you want to go and feel the clothes but you don't actually want to go through the pain of going to the shop or several shops all in a row so when I started seeing my mum show me once that oh you can actually um the lady actually does a video on Facebook or or someone's doing video on Instagram showing you what the clothes look like or taking a picture I thought that is going to change the way people shop for Indian clothes and it has I mean you don't have a physical store but people still buy from you and when they first have that good experience you've kind of built that relationship to say okay come back and buy from me again which is is great and that's the joy of having organic customers um from day one I suppose yes um I I still have that a problem where a lot of people say can I come and see your clothes or, or you know can we feel it and touch it and that's fine but it's just not my business model because um, as I said I I am so passionate about what I do I, I give very descriptive um, you know narrations of what they look like and feel like and I do appreciate that people have to spend a lot of money and they would have to think three times but you know online shopping is either for you or it's not for you so you know there there is no middle ground <laughs> there's um some really exciting stuff in the world of technology when it comes to retail and this whole idea of stepping into i think dubai is trying to do this where you can actually walk into a mall on your phone and it's all virtual you can step into the store but it's all pretty much live now obviously you can't feel the clothes but this whole idea that you can actually order online via that website but it feels like you're virtually shopping so yes, in terms yes. of retail and technology and what's happening <clears throat> it's really it mm -hmm. is being revolutionized which is great um i suppose just to finish a couple of kind of last question but what's been the sort of highlight for you this year and, and what's exciting that's coming up and the highlight has been as you said uh, a minute ago about you know a lot of people noticing and um, the fact that i have tried to do things which are making a change and 
that I never expected that. So now when the year is almost coming to an end, when I look back, I never thought that me using unconventional models would bring so much of um, you know change and 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 get me known in in a way which I never envisaged. So that that been quite exciting for me as far as what is coming in uh, in the next few months or so well <laughs> this might sound strange but I never have a plan I just go with the flow <laughs> um, so I think I'm just going to continue to do what I do Um I, I always try to present things in a different way and, and I'll continue to challenge um, things that I believe strongly about and and that's all. I mean, like, there's nothing extraordinarily different that is planned. But keep, keep, watch the space. I'm sure you'll be pleasantly surprised, hopefully. <laughs> no, that's good. That's what I like to hear. I love to know when a business doesn't really have a plan, but it's going well. That's, that's music to my ears. I never had a plan. I never <laughs> had a plan. I think overanalysis is paralysis. So I don't overanalyze things. I just go with the flow. Good. Because, as I said, I'm not here to prove a point. I'm not here to be... Uh, achieving something I'm just here to tell my story so sometimes things will go wrong but that's re reality so I don't need a plan to be honest <laughs> good stuff so I mean talking of plans and and when things go wrong if you could give your younger self any advice what would it be you, sorry I didn't get that what do you mean if so if, if you could give your your younger self um kind of you when you were a lot long, younger any sort of advice when right, okay. business or life what would it be I would have said to myself to start what I did four years ago to start it 15 years ago when wow. I really wanted to go and study design and, and you know I wish I had gone to design school but at that time like all other children in India I was scared to pursue my dream of fashion and styling because I was told I have to become an engineer lawyer doctor or something like that because I had no there was no future in what I believed in and I wish if I was younger I would have told myself go follow your dreams um, and if I did that 20 years ago I think it would be a different story that's really nice it's a very nice way to end this podcast and I think that's that's one thing to take away is that you may in Indian culture especially um, you kind of have this this view of what what whatever gender you are whether that's male female what your kind of path will be and and what your career will be so kind of going not not going against it but kind of doing what you love is is rare even now today I think it's rare to find someone I think they always turn around and say oh well actually if, if I could go back 10 years I maybe would have done this so I think you're clearly making up for lost time, which is great. So keep doing what you're doing, Ayesha. And thank you so much for being on the Girls in Podcast. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So if anyone wants to listen to uh, the podcast from today and any others in this series, then just go to our YouTube channel. Um, this will, of course, be on Twitter and Instagram. And stay tuned for next week's podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.